When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vinyl. And here's your host, Dustin Chaffin. Yeah. Woo. That is Anthony Kaffer on the X. That's me. Never disappoints. <laughs> the coolest podcast theme song oh, out yeah. there. See, a lot of people just buy music. You know what yeah. I mean? We just use you. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of musicians will, you know, they'll they'll hire other musicians to yeah. play on the song. I just play all the instruments at the same time. I just take advantage of our friendship. And I'm like, hey, could you just come up with something that I can use? And one day, you know, maybe we'll pay you. I appreciate it. <laughs> we do it for the love here. We do. We, do it for, we have to because we have no other reason to do it. <laughs> But we go way back. I, I didn't realize until the other day. Over what? ten years we've been friends. Over ten years. Wow. Over ten years. Yeah, man, we're still talking. That's huge. <laughs> One of my longest friendships. Is it? Wow. Okay. Well, you know, it's like uh, in comedy years, it is a long time. Yeah. That's you know, that's like uh, you know, I date a comic, and we've been together seventeen years. Coming up in August. That's. Ooh. I mean, that's like fifty-five years in yeah. comedy. Couple years. <laughs> it almost doesn't exist. There's it no doesn't. conversion that you could do. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, yeah, so yeah, cool, man. Good to see you. Have a good week. I saw you in person, which is rare. I know. Um, I saw your legs, which is just <laughs> rare. I guess I see you with your angle, but I really, yeah. I really see you where I can touch you and like grab your hair and get all weird yeah. with you. We, we were in the, we were breathing the same air, you know. Yeah, we, we had tacos, and I uh, I had a taco bowl because I'm on some weird thirty cleanse diet thing where I can't oh, have yeah. anything anything good or fun. And so uh, yeah, it was fun. Good to see you. Got it a was it was good running around the L.A. comedy scene. Good yeah. stuff. Checking out some new rooms and new uh, rooms. I like it. I like it. Networking and networking. Yeah, all the stuff we hate to do. Oh yeah, but together it doesn't feel like work. It's like it's hanging out, but then at the end of the night we're like, "Oh, I helped my career." 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna, if you, there's either two things to do when friends and comedy catch up. A podcast. Most yes. people that I talk to, I'm like, <laughs> I, I only talk to you on the podcast. Like I, I wouldn't know anything about Adam, anything about Jeff. I wouldn't know anything about any half of my friends if I wasn't on podcast. But podcast, hey, we catch up. We get to, It's not like we're gonna call each other. My God, no. Right? Not like no. we're gonna reach out. <laughs> Because um, even if we do talk on the phone, we're like, let's save it. Let's save it for the podcast. It's true. It's true. <laughs> everything is about just making something of the moment and not being in the moment. That's really all everything is. Yeah. All right. Speaking of moments, let's bring in these riffraffs. Give it up, everybody. Adam Holes and Jeffrey Bowles. Right. <laughs> okay, Problem sorry. Problem starters. <laughs> nice. Rock and roll. Rock, Rock and roll, roll, baby. Look at Jeff. He's in a good mood. It's rare. Everybody yeah. capture this. Um, yeah. In a good mood. No, <laughs> no, no stress, the podcast. No he was angry. He was angry last week about traffic or something. I don't know what it was. He was so angry. much pressure and traffic and, and, you know, you have to get there at a certain time. Today... I had a, a gig cancel, so I'm yeah. I'm good. I'm good. No rushes. Gig canceled. He had an edible. Everything is perfect. Everything is going. <laughs> good. Um, the Jets got Aaron Rodgers. That's there exciting. You. Yeah. yeah. I knew you were going to throw that in. I was trying to avoid it. Um, <laughs> sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With sports, it's a big deal. I mean, if he was uh, 10 years younger, it would be better. But Listen, uh, we'll see what happens. Right now, <laughs> since the Sacramento Kings made the playoff, the Jets now have the title of being the, the, the sports franchise with the longest playoff drought. Yeah. Miami's going to win the whole thing. I just want to throw that out there. Hmm. All right. So uh, we were last week. We uh, we started the whole themes with uh, movie uh, songs from movies and then TV theme songs and whatnot. I did some random pulls. Uh, what do we have today here? Let's see. We have uh, do, 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 Blues Brothers. Oh, uh, this one. is actually, I don't know. This isn't necessarily the movie soundtrack, which has like all those great songs, Rita Franklin, all those people, uh, James Brown and stuff. This is actually all their songs. So it's pretty cool. It's all the Blues Brothers songs. Does uh, that have Rubber Biscuit on it? It better. Uh, no, it doesn't have rubber biscuits. It's got Soulfinger, Who's Making Love, Do You Love Me, which is a cover oh. of Guilty, Perry Mason theme. Huh? That goes with the theme of the show. Riot in Cell Block number nine, <laughs> going back to Miami from the bottom, I Ain't Got You, and Green Onions. That's what's on this hmm. one. Well, very cool. Blues Brothers are great. Blues Brothers is one of those bands where it's like those, you know, it was a sketch. And then it's like, but then you take, you know, put some talent together, even when they're kind of making fun of the idea of these white guys doing blues, then it just, it, it kind of sounds good. You know, there's yeah. a lot of guys that try to do that did not sound so good. You know, Bruce Willis <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the other Belushi, you know, like there's oh, other, the you know. other, oh, the other Belushi, <laughs> come on, we're having fun here. <laughs> you don't like Jim Belushi? No, you I like don't the like principal. Jim Nobody no. likes Superman. That's I, that's kind of a good movie, but that's it. Everything else is mm. terrible. What else was he in? He was in a bunch of stuff. Stuff with a dog. I think he's in Canine or something. You that like Canine? I, well, I like. I, I'm a sucker for a dog movie. I'm not gonna lie. As long as the dog like doesn't to, die, I'm in. <laughs> I wanted more dog and less Jim Belushi. <laughs> I don't. I never saw it. I, like, I don't I watch like, Jim Belushi like. movies. You know, and, he, uh, wound up, he wound up going on tour. With uh, Dan Aykroyd and he did. doing yeah. just like last year or something. Yes, people are still in therapy after that show. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of trauma. A lot of trauma. Uh, then the classic, uh, Ooh, Purple Rain, Mr. Uh, Mr. Prince, yep. uh, just oh, had yeah. anniversary of his death a couple of days ago. Yeah. So, we were uh, together when uh, we were together, we found out. We were yeah. just hanging out watching TV, and then all of a sudden it was like, bah, 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 it all happened and all the news <sighs> stuff. That was crazy. But, uh, Can't yeah, man. It. I feel like he's one of the guys we all miss, I think. It's yeah. Like, wish he was like doing more music. Because when I was a kid, it was either you were a Michael Jackson guy or you were a Prince guy. I was a yep. Prince guy. And I felt like we we were better with girls usually. The Prince guys. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was a Michael Jackson guy. <laughs> you, you were? were you a Michael Jackson? Yeah, guy? I love yeah. Michael Jackson. Hilarious. Yeah, I, I not. A, I would much rather listen to Prince. I just feel like it's you know it's just more my vibe. But this is a great movie. It's fun. It's like uh, we were talking a little bit uh, before. And uh, I love Purple Rain, Jeff. So you don't you don't like the song Purple Rain? No, I think there are what um, I think on the in the movie there were better songs. I think on the soundtrack, I like everything else other than Purple Rain. I think this. Mm. I think the song is drawn out. I think also with that song, I I, to, I think I told the story on here once before. Is that when Prince wrote that song, he thought it was too familiar, and he thought it was very very similar to the song Faithfully by Journey. Mm-hmm. And so he called uh, uh, Jonathan Kane and he yeah. played the song for him and he asked him, you know, what he thought. And then he asked for his approval. And Jonathan Kane was just like amazed that Prince called him about it and said, yeah, dude, take it, you know, yeah. but I never liked faithful either. So I, you know, I just don't, I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I think this song is fantastic. And I think it works with the movie. And I think, especially the scene in the movie, because the scene is all about, you know, this guy's going, he lost his dad. He's going through all this stuff. It's like, you know, is he, is he going to even be able to be an artist? What, you know, this, it's, it's a big night for him. The record company's there. You got Morris Day making fun of his dad before he goes on. <laughs> like, there's just so much, you See, know, I, kind of I build up Morris to Day. this thing. And it was like, <laughs> you know, and it's like, uh, what is it? Lisa, uh, Lisa, who's the other one? Lisa and Wendy. Lisa and Wendy, you know, they wrote the song in the movie. So it was like kind of their big thing of collaborating with Prince and it not the just kid. being about Prince, the kid, sorry, about being, <laughs> you know, with kid and not about, you know, what, so it was like a big deal, you know? And then the song, I think the song works because it's like, especially that opening scene where everybody's just staring at him in the crowd. And then it's just like, you know, then this song comes on. And I don't know. I think the melody is amazing. I listen, I can listen to this song all day. Like, I love this song. I think it's a great song. You still like it after all these years? I love it. I love it. I listen to it all the time. You mm-hmm. know, it's a great one. I think it's, a, you know, I don't think there's anything bad about this song at all. I think I could see it getting overplayed or you're not into it anymore or whatever. But it's like, I think it's just perfect. And it they shaped the movie around this song. Because that was the thing was the, the director and stuff. They listened to like, you know, Prince is like one of those guys who you're like, like, you know, hey, can you uh, give us a couple of songs? He'll give you like 40. And then you got to sift through 40 songs just to find the mm-hmm. song. So it was kind of mm-hmm. that kind of deal. And he wasn't famous. It was right after 1999, which he was on his way. But that was like still, you know, nobody's familiar with the as much work as he had. But anyway, they just they, this song just came on and he he pulled it. And it's like, let's just shape everything around it. And it was called Purple Rain. It wasn't supposed to be called Purple Rain or any of that. And then that song made it about, you know, made it into the movie. I think, I think it's great. I think it's great. He reminds me a lot of Billy Corgan, where records everything, releases a lot of stuff, a lot of great stuff, but not everything is is to me is awesome that he puts out. Well, that's why he's great. 
because it's not, not not every basketball player makes the shot. Yeah, but, but don't you think ones... it diminishes or dilutes? You know, not at all. His? Not at all. I, I, I think, think it's it like I think it's the opposite. No, because if you don't, because if you don't go for that seventh album, then you're not going to have you know that that album that you like so much might be the one that he may not have done if he had just been somebody that just does like two albums a year. Right, let me you ask know? you this, mm-hmm. Dustin: mm-hmm. Would you rather have? Okay, you're you're a musician, you're an artist. Would you rather have? six really like outstanding albums or would you rather have 12 albums but five of them are mediocre well i mean you're a big david bowie fan his first seven albums are terrible so it's like (laughs) you know it's like he before he got to ziggy it was like awful everybody hated him and so it's like those albums it was like it was like you if you didn't have a thousand bringer shows you wouldn't be the comic you are it's like it just takes you gotta take make mistakes and figure it out so i don't have a problem with it at all some people get lucky you know guns and roses out of the gate there's guys that get lucky and then there's yeah. guys that it takes them it takes them a while to find it and the sound pink floyd's not great until you get like a couple albums in like it just happens i think it just you know not every pink floyd it took about three four albums after really after roger waters winds up taking control of the yeah. band that's when pink floyd starts to take off yeah and then journey and and like, metal yeah there's no so many i think bands. i really think it's dark side of the moon Ooh, you know, metal's I, a great album that though. one's great it is, it, but is. it doesn't it doesn't have the commercial success that the others that had and i think when you throw in alan parsons who's going to wind up producing it i think it really takes him to, to a different spot i think with prince you know remember i think was it his first album when he had controversy uh i don't know delirious <laughs> is what, what's that one is that no, that, that, that later. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's either first or second album. But okay. he he had like a, a kind of like a minor, you know, a mid hit called Controversy, and yes. it got him some radio airplay. That's where people started to take notice. They also started to take notice with him from right for writing other people's songs. I don't, yeah. I don't uh, mind, yeah. you know, the climb up, and and like you see what they evolve into. It's like, okay, now now you're going to start writing. And he was a prolific writer, which was amazing. Okay. I, well, that I, come, I that love, comes with producing. Like, you yeah, have but, to put the but, album. But that's my point is do you hold on to that and not release everything and just release what's good? Or you just throw everything out there and just see who likes it, who doesn't? Well, not everyone likes the same things. So yeah. you have more of a chance yeah, somebody's going right, to like but something. Not, but if you have something that's like, like he probably you, liked all of them. Right, but that's the reason why you had A and R departments. You had A and R departments so to streamline. You know, oh, what, what, what you're you thinking were about out. music as a suit. <laughs> I'm, I'm you're not thinking I'm about it as a commercial entity. No, no that's, it, you're going I mean, it's about like, it wrong. It's like Metallica. You Man. know, they didn't have like radio play. It was about their shows, and it was about their six minute songs. You know, that's what people wanted. They didn't didn't care if they were on the radio. They wanted to go to the concerts and buy the albums. And that's the thing with Prince. You have your built in audience. It's like a lot of these albums were made for Prince fans. You know, the Black Album, whatever. They're made for Prince fans. They're not made for the radio or mass consumption. They're not made for Walmart. They're made for just Prince fans. Should he and held so, off on the Batman soundtrack? Yes, that's not bad. I don't. I don't mind the Batman you, soundtrack. No oh, way you like that dance. I do. I kind of do. Oh, I love the video. The video is no great. Likes that. Well, I do. I'm not lying. I, I think it's pretty good. I have it somewhere. I know you brought it up once before. Oh, I have it on cassette somewhere. Yeah, God. it's not bad. I mean, it's like, you know, it's bad in, in a good way, I guess, if you're going to go that it's real bad. But it's like it was of the time. 
when it came out, it was and nobody complained about it. It's just like when you look back on stuff, you're like, oh, that was kind of, you know. Well, I but, remember when that movie came out, it was so yeah. so huge and to have Prince attached yeah. to it to do the theme yeah. song. But the, but it didn't match the movie. It did kind of. That's a weird movie. You know, was it Return? Is that what the Batman? No, Return? that was, Which was, was the first one. one? Oh, it was yeah. the first it's Batman? The first. And that was Tim Burton, right? Yeah, it's well, all yeah. Yeah, anything works with a Tim Burton movie because it's so strange and odd. So oh, I don't. I, th I think the Prince worked because it's just you know it's, it's it, anything goes because he's such a you know creative person, and I think like something weird and different is going to go mm -hmm. perfectly with the movie. I don't know. I think it's pretty good. Speaking of great movies, uh, then we have Let's Do It Again with Jimmy Walker plays a boxer. <laughs> 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 and uh, who guessed got, that? <laughs> uh, Sydney Poitier is in this, which wow. is pretty crazy. And Bill Cosby, old Billy Bob, and oh uh, boy, and uh, pretty good music in this, though. I mean, the What's on it? Mayfield is like you know, one of my favorites, and then uh, the staple singers, but uh, yeah, this is uh, funny, you know, I don't know where I got this, who knows? <laughs> oh, John Amos is in it. <laughs> Yeah, pretty crazy. We got one more. Find it. Random school today. I think uh, the old graduate. Oh, oh great man. sound the graduate. Mrs. Robinson. Mrs. Robinson, baby. So it all started. Um, yeah, I think they uh, they did the whole soundtrack. I think they did. I think they did. Yeah, it's a whole soundtrack. I that's think the pretty, sounds of silence is on that too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Sounds of Silence, Mrs. Robinson, April Come She Will, the folks. Uh, yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, it's cool. That's pretty impressive when they do all the songs. I think that's pretty cool. Once I, I would like to know who's done that. Um, we could research that at some point, but just, you know, an artist that did the whole soundtrack where it was like just them, which I think is pretty cool for like a film soundtrack. Mm, that's a good one. I'm sure, there's a few. I know there's a few. I'm, uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Cool, man. All right, let's get it going, baby. So last week, <laughs> we uh, we talked about theme songs uh, with uh, lyricals, music uh, with lyrics, and um, some great theme songs. And uh, I think we did uh, Welcome Back, Carter. Uh, we did uh, The Sopranos. That was a big one. And that was uh, <laughs> Adams. Adam picked The Sopranos. And we yeah. all love that song, you know. We all—it's like something about it just really fits, you know. And it's just like woke up this morning, you know. It's Did just we such all a great love that song, song, Dustin? No, not all. Well, of us. let me let me finish my monologue. Thank you. All right, it's like we're fucking playing Jersey over here. <laughs> Give me the punchline. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we all seem to like the song except for one guy, and that's uh, Anthony Kapfer, our musical conductor here on the show. And so we gave him a challenge. We're like, and we couldn't believe it. We're like, Anthony, I can't believe you don't like this song. This is such a perfect song. Everybody agreed it was perfect except Anthony. So we gave him the challenge to come up with his version of a better intro music to go with the opening scene of The Sopranos. So here it is, folks. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of The Sopranos, and then we're going to play what Anthony came up with at a very short notice, I would like to add. This oh, yeah. is very impressive how short notice he had to do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's see how impressive you think it is when you when you hear it. Here's the original. Yeah, play this trash so we can get to Anthony. Oh, this is the original. Okay. 
Anthony with the thumbs down on that one for our podcast <laughs> listeners. No, that's a great sound song. Well, check out the new All and right. improved. No talking over it, guys. Let's give it a chance. <laughs> Jeff, I'm talking to you. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Soprano's driving around. Yeah, 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 yeah. He lives in New Jersey. I guess that's important. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in the mob, the Italian mafia. He's in therapy. He's working through his problems. Soprano's got a couple of kids, yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes he cheats on his wife with prostitutes, yeah, 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 yeah. He's in the mob, the Italian mafia. He loves Gabagool. He lives in New Jersey. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Uh, it was supposed to be synced up a little better. That you last hit it, was supposed to be was on the perfect. name. That was perfect. You know what? I like your version better. I'm Because it's straight to the point. You, you learn about the show a little more, you know, instead of it's just got a gun. Like, there's way more going on. Oh, you know he's eating uh, gabagool? He loves gabagool. That was, that was a nice touch. Like, uh, I knew Jeff would appreciate that. <laughs> I know there's no need to watch The Sopranos anymore. Anthony told you everything. That he, should he, be he the he crushed it. 100%. I summed it up right. pretty well. I think that's, that's gonna funny. be your new. Uh, I think it's gonna be your new album. You just like you do songs of shows. Your theme song of the show, like oh, how yeah. you think it should go. Be fun. That's a new album. I love it. <laughs> and can you know Tony Soprano be going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you made it a little more upbeat, you know. Made it a little, oh my little God, more Ramonesy, I guess. Yeah, it was nice. I liked it. That was. That was thank you, thank you, Anthony, for that. that oh, was, you're welcome. I wasn't sure was how great. you guys would like. I that. mean, you know, it, with Jeff and you, who knows what could have happened? And uh, you made it funny, and it was perfect. <laughs> perfect. I loved it. I loved it. That was so fun. All right. So, we'll, uh, Jeff, how'd you like Anthony's songs? Fun, I right? love. Are you kidding me? I love that. I, I agree with Dustin, man. You have to release that. And you, and not just a single. You got to make an album of popular songs with okay. Anthony's take on it. And it should be Anthony's take. Or theme show. I like, a TV That's show right. is great. Yeah. Theme, like, pop, yeah. pop, very popular songs. And because you didn't even come close to what the original was. You no. did your own thing on yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Was, that. Oh Nobody my God. And, and how many other songs? How many songs do you know have the word gabagool? <laughs> you don't see that in lyrics very often. You could Google no. it, but I bet there's at least so it's three. original. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, what what other what TV show theme songs do you guys not like? I'm looking for ideas if I gotta. Well, you could do I friends. Think, oh, well, that'd be yeah, funny. Yeah, you could do friends. friends. 
Yeah. It's like, I won't be there for you because I don't like you. <laughs> You're not my friend. I don't know. You can just you can make up your own version, whatever you, you feel, you know? It's yeah, like friends. I go into a bar and I don't know anybody's name because I'm just awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers? Oh, yeah. That would be a, that's a tall order because that was a perfect theme song. No, it's a great song. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, I thought the idea was to make fun of it a little. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but I didn't um, like the Sopranos song. Oh, so. okay. Well, even if you like it, I mean, come on. You don't think Weird Al liked half the stuff that he, you know. <laughs> come on. It's, I'm sure he liked most of it. It was, uh, that was You can still make fun of it even though you like it. I like you. I make fun of you. You know that works. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! What oh, a show! Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was great. The best opening we've ever had. Anthony bringing <laughs> bringing in the heat. Bring yeah, bringing the heat, you, buddy. That was awesome. Adam, were you a fan of the uh, the cap for uh, rendition? Oh yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed <laughs> it. it. Reminded me of um, uh, those honest trailers. Like I could see <laughs> that playing over a whole bunch of the uh, the whole bunch of the scenes. <laughs> honest trailers is it honest trailers yeah. it tells honest you trailers. like what the movie really is oh okay yep. I like it yeah there was I some never, spoilers in there if you hadn't seen The Sopranos you're ruined because of Anthony's song but, oh yeah, uh, yeah. when he, he, you know when that, he uh, cheats on his wife you're gonna right. be like I knew <laughs> yeah, it was right. great he's that in the great. Italian mafia <laughs> he, he hangs out with prostitutes. Mm-hmm. He has two kids, and he's got Gabagool was used more than once by the way yes and New Jersey as it should you got to yeah. keep mentioning New Jersey, too. Because Anthony's like Prince. Sometimes you just got to keep throwing it out there. And throw then it out, when, see what happens. Something will hit. Something will hit. Throw the gabagool <laughs> at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> the Prince approach, everybody. We love it. <laughs> Encourage that as artists. Great stuff. Very cool. Um, so, yeah. So, let's uh, you know, let's go to uh, the switch it up a little from the Mia theme songs, uh, TV shows. Let's go movies. So, um you know, Jeff, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I wanted to throw you guys a curveball here and something that, that 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 you couldn't see. Hey, I would be it's a fan be more of this Staten thing. Island with this pick. Oh, yeah. you, you think? No. <laughs> I the, So I picked, you know, this was the theme. The, the category here was movies with music with um, lyrics. So yes. uh, I went with Rocky three. Um Eye of the Tiger by Survivor, and the th- here's a l- little little side note about before we talk about the song itself. Um, Stallone wanted to actually use uh, Queen's "Another One Bites the Dust" as the theme uh, song. Interesting, but That'd Queen wouldn't different. allow him to do it, so he wound up uh, getting Survivor somehow to to be involved in this. They wound up uh, doing this song. The opening riff is insanely great. I don't care. If I had to fight Mike Tyson or John Jones, <laughs> I would lose. But if I heard this song, you know, back in the day, this song would have gotten me so pumped up that I would have yeah. fought anyone on the planet. Yeah. Um, in in nine in November of ninety uh, of uh, eighty two when it came out, it was number one for six weeks. Okay, the the oh. the the uh, vinyl copy of this, the single. Sold over two million copies, and it was nominated for best uh, song in the Academy Awards. Oh wow! Oh, this is a great one. Come on, Eye of the Tiger. I don't know anyone who doesn't know it and doesn't love it. Yeah, this love song. It. This song would definitely pump you up for a fight. Way better than "Wake Me Up" before you go go. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the second Anthony choice story. for Rocky? Yeah, the classic. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think another one bites the dust would have worked. First of all, that's about you know it's about serial killing or something. Like he walks in, he's got a machine gun, he's killing everybody. Like it doesn't even you know. I I'm so happy they didn't go with that. 
it would have been a whole different thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, this song is great. It's like uh, it's just one of those. You know, if you're a if you were a boy at any time in the '80s into the '90s or whatever, you this song is. If you've seen Rocky Three and you know a fan of the Rocky series, and you know this song, you know is special. You know, it's like a pump up song for sure. Um, I think I've said this on the show before. One of the coolest things I saw was uh, Pacquiao, one of his big fights coming back. He had the lead singer. Oh, what's his lead singer's name, Jeff? Jim Paderak. Jim Paderak was uh, he was actually singing it as he was walking with him to the ring. Oh, wow. so I thought that was so cool. It That's was like one, of the, one of the pay-per-views and he was just like singing it like he's all robed up and he's walking to the ring and he's the, the guy's actually singing it. It was really great. But uh, yeah, this is a great song, man. This is like one of those songs we've all heard way too many times, but you still kind of listen to it and get into it when you hear it. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. It is the best, one of the best uh, openings. You know, those guitar riffs really get you going. And it's like, dang, dang, dang. you know, it's really, yeah, it's a great song. It's a very special song. I think to most of us, like we hear it, it brings us back somewhere, you know. And but, uh, yeah, I love it. And, and was only one of two Rocky songs to make it into Rocky, the Broadway musical, wow. <laughs> which I did see on Broadway. I did too. <laughs> you did? I did. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't bad. It was, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Or as, uh, you know, Rocky musicals go, they could have gone, you know. <laughs> so like, that's and, Rocky, and musical. Rocky musicals that came out, this was yeah. one of the better ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hated the Mickey character. I thought that was really bad in the uh, Broadway thing. I thought that was stupid. Like, the, the, the Mickey character was terrible. And Mickey char character is so essential in the movie. So it's like they really kind of, like, blew over him a little bit. Like, and he was younger. It, it didn't make sense to me. I didn't. And Adrian had friends. I was no. like, what? you know what I mean? That was weird. She's like singing to her friends. Like Adrian did not have friends. That's the point of she had her. She had Polly. That's all she had. You That's know? right. <laughs> Mickey in the movie, in the Broadway show, they should have made him even more Jewish. Okay. They should yeah. have made They should have made him like Judd Hirsch's character in Independence Day, who was the most Jewish character in the movie. Well, not just Jewish, just beat up and leathered and like, you know, a caring heart, but rough exterior. You know, the whole His Mickey, name was I mean, Mickey Goldman. Yeah. Okay. That could well, be the most Jewish like name it. ever. I didn't like it. Um, but I do love Eye of the Tiger. It's a great song. And great song. Uh, it's the and it's the but one of the best endings in the movie because it's like it's like Apollo Creed and Rocky, they're finally gonna have their rematch, but nobody's around. They're in the gym and then they're just that's about right. to hit and they're a Leroy Neiman painting, and then here comes Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> so that's when they play it in the movie, which is interesting. They only play it at the end of the uh title credits, they don't play it in the middle of the movie. And so it's Are you all, sure it's not at the beginning? No, I don't think so. I think it, no, I think, I think it, you're wrong. Is it? Am yeah. I wrong? Yeah. I thought Rocky the, two. I thought the end of Rocky two was the beginning of Rocky three. No. I put money on it. Yes, it is. He gets up, and he wins the fight, and then Rocky three starts. Put money Rocky on it. Rocky three starts with Paulie kind of like in the drunk drunk. Tank. Oh, you're right with the pinball machine. Right. Don't. But isn't the beginning of Rocky two though happening? I know they redid it. I don't, I don't, I don't, man, I haven't seen I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And Rocky then it's III. that. I believe it, this is what it is. It's the end of Rocky 2. Rocky gets up. Rocky wins the fight. He finally beats Apollo Creed. And then it's, and then it's drunk Polly throwing whiskey bottle at a pinball machine. Could be right. You may, that, yep. that's, that would that's make it. sense. Yeah, I'm a Rockyologist. I, I own all of them on well, DVD, and I'm pretty sure that's mm -hmm. what it is. 
Sorry, guys. Feel free to chip, uh, you know, chip in on this, uh, this conversation about Rocky and uh, the eye of the tiger. Yeah, they, but they might play it. I, I, but I'm pretty sure they'd only play it at the end. And because uh, it's like, what's great? Because I think the reason it works is because you don't hear it until no, no, Apollo no, Creed because, says it. Yeah, because it's referred to, come on, eye of the tiger, Rock. Yeah, it's eye referred the to, then they play it at the end. I think that's during the credits they play it. Hmm. The credits is when they play it. Well, I thought they don't play it during the movie. I don't think so. And it's only in Rocky Three. This up, yes. Please look it up. Wow, look it up. This is a huge debate. (laughs) We cannot move on in life unless we find the answer. I've seen them all argue with a guy from Staten Island about a Rocky (laughs) song. I can never remember what happens but this in which a Rocky real movie. argument. This is this is this is more of a debate because I, I can't be hundred percent sure, but I could have sworn pretty that this sure. Was... I'm pretty sure I'm right. Hmm. Because I'm a big Leroy Neiman guy who's the paint painter that paints all the athletes yeah. and stuff, the weird colors. Is he right? He's right, Adam. I'm right. He's right. But I gotta There's actually no... watch a video on this. <laughs> okay, you can't watch the whole uh, movie. I think video. <laughs> yeah, watching think, all. I think you're right. In, the first three type movies. In when is the song "I Have the Tiger" played in Rocky Three? Put that yeah. in. See what happens. Yeah, this, this is a live episode. Stuff. We would love it for is. people to kind of chime in. They can oh. still chime in. We just won't you see will be here. This is pre-recorded. So it plays in three and four. <laughs> this is all because you, Jeff. Um, but <laughs> it's in four. Yeah, that's what it says here. It's uh, especially made for Rocky Three. It plays in Rocky Three and Rocky Four. And then just give say the lyrics. Where's the yeah? Okay, all right. Oh, well, that's from the Rocky Wiki, which just puts out the well, lyrics. Rocky Wiki. <laughs> Did you put in that? When is Rocky Three play? When is I the Tiger played in Rocky? When does it yeah. appear in yep. the movie? Okay. When does it appear? Hmm. The word appear is probably good. All right. But well, great still song. A great song. Yeah, excellent song. Uh, Anthony, you big I the Tiger guy? I love the song. Oh, really? I, wow. Nice. Yeah. I, I um rest. when I was in the band I was in in high school we used to cover it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, you know, <laughs> you somewhat some... ironically, I mean, it's a goofy song, but it yeah, it gets you pumped up. Yeah, you the fun. drummer, the guitarist in the band. I was the drummer. Did you guys change it up at all? Well, we just made it like a little bit more. I I want to say punk. That would be fun. Yeah, you could punk this song up. And that's a tough vocal, man, because that guy, Jim Patterick, can sing. He had that, you know, he w- went to a different level. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, you know, well, we, we, we were we were more, I don't want to say screaming, but we weren't we weren't singing it like that guy. Like, ah! <laughs> you know, we weren't we weren't doing the falsetto <laughs> like that. But uh, I, I remember we, d- we did it live. Uh, and this uh, we had one of our friends. While we were playing it, we had him dress up like in a in a sweatsuit, and then like run across the stage like the, like doing this. Yeah, you know, like like Hilarious. he was like he was doing yeah, the, the, the rocky must run. Love that. Oh yeah, it was great. But he uh, <laughs> he tripped over the uh, the bass amp, <laughs> so he broke one of the amps. Tripped <laughs> <laughs> over the. He did not have the eye down. of the tiger during that song. He would have. Uh, he would have nailed it. Steady. <laughs> but you know, it's still, it, what we were trying to. We just wanted people to remember our show, and uh, they did. Yeah, it, it worked out pretty well. But it, yeah, I, lo- I love that song. Love I think that. Adam has an answer. Adam, I do have an answer, and uh, it was used three times throughout Rocky Three. Really? Oh, three yeah, times. So, 
Yeah, the oh, opening it, scene Jeff. during a training scene, and once again at the end of the film when Rocky is sparring with Apollo Creed after he has defeated Clubber Lang. Yeah, Listen, it's not played a, a like- lot in Rocky Three. They must just be a little bit. It's not like it's because you don't really hear it until the end. Like you have a song like uh, "I the Tiger," you play it three times. Oh, it has to be a training work. montage. <laughs> I don't think lyrics are said. I don't think we. S- <laughs> there it is. There it is. Come on, that doesn't get you going. No, I want to fight all of you. I love it. Pretty good. All right, I gotta play it two more times throughout the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I couldn't not play it. All right, cool. All right, Adam, how do you you eye the tiger guy? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is one of the greatest psych up songs um, of all time. And I mean, you know, I um, when you're thinking, I was just thinking about like, what are some of the best psych up songs in movies? And you got, uh, you know, you got this. You got Joe Bean Esposito's uh, You're the Best Around from Karate Kid. You got a great, um, great mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't mean, think lose yourself with this, too. though. Oh, Lose Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Eminem, I, I, Lose I Yourself. That's a good one, too. All three songs are completely like different vibes, in my opinion. I feel like. Um, I feel like the Karate Kid one is, um, I mean, that one, that one got aged out. I mean, that is, you, you can't <laughs> listen to that one without laughing a little bit. No, it's cheesy, <laughs> but it's great. It's the great Even montage. cheesier than uh, I mean, than that's the cheese. Well, I mean, there's yeah. some cheese in Either Tiger, but it, it's still kind of a, a cool song. Like, anything was playing it, we're like, yeah, it's got a good guitar riff, you know, but it, I'm the best, you're the best around. Is like, it's pretty cheesy. Oh, pretty cheesy. It only yeah. works for Karate Kid, in my opinion. But, the uh, best part then, of that about that montage is when the the fat guy gets like he just walks into a kick in the stomach. He literally <laughs> just turns and right. walks like this and gets kicked in the stomach. That was his karate move. Yeah. Well, that is, yeah. If, if I if I'm not Eventually mistaken, you'll see a foot. <laughs> I, I did we talk about this before on the show? I, I was reading about Eye of the Tiger, and uh, apparently Sylvester Stallone asked the band to give him two options. And they had what I don't know how much for two weeks or they had some amount of time, and they they spent the whole time working on some other song, and then the day before they had to deliver the two songs, they were like, oh shit, we got to write a whole other song, guys, and the other song was I the Tiger, wow, and it was the one that Sylvester Stallone liked. Wow, see, sometimes you don't know, you know, they like your new stuff. You just yeah, know, you put it's all like this my soprano effort. song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Crushed right at the, at the wire. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So, Adam, let's go with you. What's your movie song? All right. So, uh, so Dustin, last week you had, um, uh, you had Never Let Me Down Again from uh, The Last of Us TV show yes. and uh, by Jessica Mazin. And I wanted to go with something that was, that was current like that and also had that, you know, it has a, I feel like a similar feel to that song where it was kind of haunting. It was, it was beautiful and it was also stripped down. So I went with um, uh, You Made It Feel Like Home by uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. This is from the movie uh, Bones and All, which uh, is a uh, kind of like a, a, a romantic horror story. Came out uh, last year. And um, and this is a very sparse song and very, very, you know, low key for a Trent Reznor song. And, and um, you know, it, it's it's just Trent's voice. It's Atticus on uh, the piano. And, um, you know, I think it's like a, it's a, it's a kind of like a tragic love song to, to match the film. But the thing is, is that being Trent Reznor, 
you know, like as you're listening to it, you just keep thinking, you know, there's there's three different long pauses throughout the song and you keep thinking, well, the other shoe's got to drop at some point. There's going to be something that's going to pick up. You know, you think of almost like March of the Pigs where as he's going through the slow part, then you just, you know, it just ramps up and but it doesn't. It just stays. It stays, um, you know, just stays very uh, kind of uh, delicate and and, and slow and. Uh, I thought it was a great song and, and, um, you know, one that, uh, um, you know, one that was definitely very different from his catalog. Maybe, maybe hurt was probably the closest thing to it that, uh, yeah. that he's done. Yeah. If melancholy was a song, I mean, this is, right. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I hadn't seen this movie. I didn't even know about this movie. I'd like to see it. I mean, I, I, I love him. I think he's one of the greats, you know, that we have and for him to strip down and do something different um is great i think it's uh yeah it's definitely haunting i mean it, it at some point you like I, there was like almost like a break in the song and then it, like you said you yeah. think it's going to do something different it comes back to it and uh yeah it's it, it's definitely out of the realm of what he does especially with soundtracks because he's done some really cool soundtrack work and i think he did uh, the facebook movie and some yeah, other social stuff. network yeah so you know oh, he's, yeah. he does a lot of cool stuff with with soundtracks and so for him to kind of like be vulnerable with this song and his voice cuz cuz a lot of his voice is you know through tech and so you don't really know yeah. who he is as a singer until you hear something like this but uh, yeah i liked it i like anything he touches i'm going to be into but that was really cool uh anthony I I had not heard this. I haven't seen the movie or heard the song, uh, but I, I like it. I like when Trent Reznor does this kind of. Uh, he he knows how to do kind of delicate music like this without being lame. You know, it's still it's like Hurt or something. Like it it, it yeah. had that kind of. It still was a cool song. It just was quiet. Um, so I was into it. I don't know if yeah. I'd watch the movie based on it, but uh, I like the yeah, song. Yeah, it seems like probably a pretty depressing movie. I mean, if this is one of the big songs from... Definitely <laughs> <laughs> right. not Eye of the Tiger, it's I'll no tell you Eye that. The Tiger. This song is not getting you pumped up to do anything. <laughs> they play it three songs three times corner. throughout the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. I think this is the perfect Adam song. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is. He's on. He's on brand. He's always on brand. <laughs> like at like one of Adam's birthdays, this will be like the music as he walks into. Right. That's funny because uh, Adam's song by Blink One Eighty Two is probably their most depressing song as well. And uh, but it's so like you works. guys basically said. I think uh, when Dustin said it was uh, haunting, very dark. I think if it's the mood of what he's going for, I never heard of this movie or the song prior to it. Um, but sometimes sparse is good. It's not. It's not. It's not overdone. And I like. I kind of like that. Not everything has to be, you know, a production. Sometimes stripped down is really lovely, and I I, I liked it. Very good. All right, cool. Um, let's see, Anthony, what song did you pick from the movie? Oh, yeah, song from a movie. I picked um from the movie Ghostbusters. Dun, dun, dun. I picked the song Ghostbusters by <laughs> Ray Parker Jr. Classic. Um, yeah, classic. You can't you can't go wrong. I believe it also was the theme song to the cartoon, which I also loved when I was a kid. Um this so uh Ray Parker Jr. was uh how I don't I'm trying to see how much time he had to come up with the song. I had it here, I lost it. 
he had to come up with a song. He was having a hard time coming up with lyrics to it. Um, but he he saw like some kind of cheap commercial, like uh, public access commercial or something. And uh, so that gave him the idea to do the lyrics like it was a advertisement, like a commercial for the Ghostbusters. And that was how that kind of, uh, how, how that happened. And then also, uh, who was it? Huey Lewis and the News yes. uh, it, came after him for ripping them off. I need for a new what, drug. I, need a, I want a new drug. I think it's the same song, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think also they... Uh, he lost I, that case. He lost the case? Uh, Ray Parker Jr. did. Yeah. He ripped it off pretty bad. I think that the, the uh, when they were making the movie, I think they were using the Huey Lewis song yes, as temporary background music. Yeah. So, so they must have been psyched yeah. when they got the same yeah. exact song. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it sounds different, obviously, you know, to us. I think, if yeah. you, you know, if you wrote the song or whatever, you feel the music, you wrote the music or whatever, you, you're going to catch it. You know, it's but like, does the Huey Lewis one, does it go, who are you going to call? That's that's <laughs> no. what you need. If it doesn't no have that. like that in the Huey Lewis song. <laughs> he should not, he, they shouldn't have exactly. given him the money. I mean, who there's so many songs that sound like other songs and like that people go, you know, like, what was I that? I'm afraid song? of no ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Huey Lewis didn't come up with any of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. You believe in ghosts, Anthony? Nah, I don't think all? so. You don't think so? Well, there was one time that I'm pretty sure there, there was a ghost in the room with me, but oh, I wow. don't really. <laughs> I Would don't you really be afraid be- of a ghost? Yes, I would be. You I, would? I would be afraid of a ghost, unlike Ray Parker well, who Jr. Who's in the room with you? Is it like a relative? Uh, or uh, One of my ex-girlfriends had a, a grandfather that died in mm. the apartment that I was in at the time. And uh, I, was, I was waking up in the morning and I felt somebody sit on the bed. And then I looked and no one was there. Mm. But it was like not... It, somebody... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a, the ghost of a cat. So I, that's the, probably the closest, you know. I I love how you were like, I don't believe in ghosts, and then you have like a full ghost story. Like, <laughs> I mean, I could have been, I could have been just like half asleep. Like, I don't believe in ghosts, but this one time, uh, if ghosts was, are real, that was definitely a ghost. But I don't, you know, I don't believe it. Be? I mean, I don't know. Just me being half asleep, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Well, you believe you? in ghosts? Me? Do I, no, I, mean, I believe, do I believe in ghosts? Yeah. I believe in energies. Um, I don't oh, believe yeah. Yeah. in the uh, the way that they're portrayed, like in film mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like the movie but, ghosts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was making pottery. The ghost came up behind me. <laughs> yeah, I believe in bad energy and good energy. Like, that's kind of how I believe in, like, with religion and God and all that stuff. Like, I believe there's evil and I believe there's a peaceful energy. And I think, uh, you know, can people leave that behind? Maybe. I don't so believe. What do you think a ghost is, actually? I'm trying to explain to you. <laughs> 
<laughs> you talk about energy. I'm, I'm... The worst. You're the worst. <laughs> just, right when I'm about no. to get to it, you're like, so you're like Barbara Walters over here. Yes. Interrupting yes, like, the worst spots. Go, go the worst spots. She was the worst. <laughs> no, it's like energy. Like I believe, like uh, I don't believe, like I don't believe you're like a ghost is good. Like a kid's gonna come back wearing like knickers and a bow tie from like the 30s. Like I don't think you see a ghost like that. I don't think anybody's ever seen a freaking ghost that was like dressed from the depression and like is hanging out in your house and running around and stuff. And I don't, I don't think anything. But do I believe energies transform and live in things? Maybe. I don't know. But the answer is not really direct because I, you know, it's like with everything. I don't I don't know for sure. But I, th- I do believe in good and bad. I think like I think people get possessed and things like that. And I think that might be ghosty. So I don't know. Like, what about you, well, Jeff? How do you well, feel? Go, go, ghosts are supposed to be a, a spirit. OK, uh, possession is is more of the, of the devil. OK, it's, it's well, that's it's, a spirit, spirit of the devil. It's supposed to be the devil, not okay. the spirit. The, the, you know, okay, the so, actual devil. Well, I don't believe in the actual okay. devil. So, I just believe so, in good and evil. Okay, so yeah, there, are, me too. there are people who believe that you know um, that you can go to a place and like, like, let's say, like you go to Gettysburg, and it's supposed to be that's supposed to be where a lot of uh, ghosts are supposed to be running mm-hmm. around. Okay, um, I don't know if I believe in, in ghosts. I told, I know one thing: I wouldn't be afraid of a ghost. Um, no, I think no. Especially if I, the tiger do? was playing. Yeah, they can't fight me. They can't. They can't hit me. Okay. All well, did you see really Ghostbusters? Do. Yeah, but all ghosts what do. What if the eggs start exploding? But ghosts just do annoying <laughs> shit. Like you know, like they, they close the door, they knock yeah. shit over. You know, it's like that's slimed. what ghosts do. Yeah, they. I don't know. They, can't, they don't slime. That's for the movie. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't be afraid. I, I think it'd be, I'd want to like. I'd interview the ghost and then interrupt them as he was talking, as he was explaining. <laughs> right when the ghost is about to tell you something important about your family, your long lost family, you'd be like, so, what would you like you to be a ghost? Is it hot? What's going on? Are you cool? Yeah, I would want to, I would want to know that. Do you like Iron Maiden? Talk to me. What's happening? I would want to know. Can you listen Jeff to Benatar, music? One of the greatest, right? Right. Right. Can you can you, can you, can you, can you watch the Jets, you know, as, as, as a ghost? I'd want to know these things. Talk about a dead team. Ayo. <laughs> we'll see. Dust <laughs> will be here all week, everybody. I'll be here all I won't be, actually. Um, yeah, you know. So Ghostbusters, great soundtrack. He might have ripped it off. He might have, you know, we don't know. Um, I think he did though. I think he just kind of got inspired, but I don't think it was on purpose because mm-hmm. comics do that a lot. It's like um, you know, comics do it all the time. I've seen it with everybody on the show. It's like, you know, except Adam, but it's like, you know, it's like we watch comics that we like and myself included. And then, and then we, sometimes it just seeps in there and then you're on stage and you're doing something like, ah, that sounds like a tell. That sounds like whatever. And then it's just like, it's not on purpose. It's just, you know, you just kind of happen. So I think when he's creating the music, he probably just forgot all about that, you know, Huey Lewis song and just thought, oh man, what? I can't believe I came up with this. But it's like, <laughs> meanwhile, it's like, you know, it just, I don't think he did it intentionally. I think that would be well, a dumb. I think um, it's similar. I think Adam. the song is similar. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Well, yeah, from what they were saying was, uh, and I'm trying to remember who was who directed it. Uh, was that a uh, that was Ramos? Right, man. Ramos. Ramos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they said when he was uh, when he was making the film, he would play "I Want a New Drug" kind of in the background as just temporary music. That's what and Andy said. When, yeah, yeah. But um, so it it has to be that uh, um, 
you know, it, like you were saying, like it's just something that is playing Stream in the background. Just kind of yeah, it's just happening. Yeah. yeah. But Adam, if you listen to like that song, I mean, in the the Ray Parker uh, song you know, version, lot you know more intricacies. You know, there's there's the sound effects and stuff in it. You know, there's a lot of songs that 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 have the same structure as other songs. There are songs that have the almost seems like the exact baseline. If you listen to uh, "Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You," okay, mm-hmm. and you hear, when the song starts to kick in that baseline, that dun 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 dun. dun Done. That's the exact same baseline as twenty five and six two four from Chicago oh, and, yeah. and, and and other songs. I mean, it, it not. I'm not saying a little bit exactly. Okay, so I I think that you know it's the same thing. I I think this you know again maybe like the way the song is set up is the same as I want a new drug, but it does sound like a different song. Yeah, because it's got the. I ain't afraid of no ghost. It got, it got, it got that. I got no. I'm afraid of no ghost. It got that, that, bang, that bang, you know those those horns. I guess. Who you gonna call? Yeah. Busted makes me feel good. <laughs> Can we play both to compare? Uh, we, we don't know if we have that set up. But. Yeah. I, Adam, Adam, maybe we'll next time. Yeah. Out over this. <laughs> I did see a documentary on Axis, I think, or some one of those shows, and they, they, they did, they did it side by side. And it's like, yeah, I don't. What was the big one? Didn't who's uh, was it Robin Thick? Didn't he do like oh, yeah. that? Blurred oh, lines, Marvin Gaye. Blurred lines, lines. Marvin it, Gaye. Yeah, the other big one was uh, uh, the other big one was Sam Smith with "Stay with Me," where he lost. Where it was uh, Tom Petty's "Free Fallen." He lost. Mm, yeah. He lost that one. Or I think he's George, on that one. George Harrison had a big one. Oh yeah, for yeah, uh, my, my dear Sweet Lord, Lord. Yeah. Uh, he's so fine. Yeah. Apparently, Puff Daddy's still playing uh, "Pain Sting" a dollar yeah. a day or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's the exact same song. <laughs> yeah. but, but at least we know Vanilla Ice's "Ice Ice Baby" is not under pressure. <laughs> No, but uh, did he get in trouble for that or no? Oh I guess he, yeah. Do you remember his? Do you remember his explanation? Yes. No, I don't. What did he say? <laughs> Tell him, uh, Anthony. He was <laughs> he was trying to describe why it's different, and so he's going. The original goes dun 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 dun, and mine goes dun 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, see, it's different because it's got the, perfect. The, the, <laughs> that's exactly the explanation he gave on the interview. And that's what you would want from Vanilla Ice. Yeah. That's the I explanation. Uh, I, my, when I was in high school, my band opened for Vanilla Ice at Lemoore's oh, wow. uh, in Brooklyn. <clears throat> but it was during his new metal phase. So he did oh, Ice okay. Ice Baby. The the like new metal, metal version. version, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love how it's like I'm departing from this song. I'm going to be a metal guy, but he's still going to put it in. <laughs> oh yeah, he's had he has to do a song. Yeah. Well, you, you're going to a Vanilla Ice concert, no matter what genre of music he's doing. You want Ice Ice Baby, no matter yeah. what. I don't yeah. think so. I think you're going to give him a you, shot as a metal guy. See what you happens. want the deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, speed metal's not easy. I remember Tommy, uh, who's the drummer. Tommy Lee, he tried to do that too. And it's just like, it doesn't work for everybody. They Wait, think it's going to be easy. Adam, what was that band called again? The, something of may- Mayhem? Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 Matt Masters of Mayhem? Mayhem. Tommy band, Tommy's band? Yeah, Tommy did. You're right. He did. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that going back too. And it was terrible. But yeah. you're right. He did try to do like a thrash band. It was something of Mayhem. Method of Mayhem? Madness? It was something with, it was two M's, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a litter, it was a Master of Mayhem? Uh, I don't know. 
So Jeff, you a big fan of uh, Ray Parker Jr.'s I'm, Ghostbuster theme? I'm more shocked that Anthony picked this song because this song is fun and and uplifting and not, and, and everything Anthony seems to be against. I'm shocked. That's not true. That he, he, looks a lot of, he looks a lot of pop punk, which is upbeat, you know. Has he ever, upbeat? But this is but this has zero elements of punk, and it's all pure pop. And That's true. This, this is not an Anthony song. Uh, yes, I think it's the, the best pick you've ever picked on a wow. show. Wow. It's just, uh, it's such a big that. part of my childhood. That's that not the best you know? pick. What are you talking about? Of, of an Anthony <laughs> pick because it's such a departure. Hmm. That'd be like that'd be like coming back very well. He's very like he's cheesy like that. When he was a the, kid, he likes all the same cheesy stuff. You know? oh, Dustin, yeah. this we would be like, like next week, whatever you pick, I pick wet leg. Okay. That's what this would be like. <laughs> well, hey, Dave Grohl's a fan. <laughs> he right. Right leg. Yeah. Oh yeah, he sang yep. with them, right? They're huge. Yeah. They're the biggest band happening right now. They're pretty big. Yeah, it's like they I don't, still I, suck. They don't suck. <laughs> you dude. hate Wet Leg for no reason. <laughs> oh, no, I, I hate him because because I've never heard a song more overhyped than Chase Lounge that has been <sighs> as terrible. It's a brutal, absolutely beyond brutal song. You're coming off like a grandpa, man. I'm not coming off like a grandpa. It just nope. sucks. It is a little annoying that everybody likes it, but that doesn't take away from how good I, it is. I, no, I don't like it. I don't know. I mean, I get it. I get it. You don't have to like them. That's the beauty of music. All right. This is. What do you mean up. I'm a grandpa? I went to go see Grand Funk Railroad over the weekend. Oh, man. <laughs> grandpa Railroad? I saw Grand Funk with the Smithereens. Ooh. Oh, that's fun. Oh, Smither. Wait, but uh, that guy's dead, right? Yeah, but Robin Wilson from Jim Blossom sang with him. Oh, and I got right. to meet him after the show. Man, we could I feel like we get, we couldn't even get through this episode. This is going to be a three parter. <laughs> you worried that we have enough All right, what other theme songs. song? I did Give me another theme songs. song to rewrite. I'll I do too many. I did too many theme songs. I'll do Can another. You do a better version uh, of Ghostbusters. Can I write a new ghost? Oh wow! Whew. Yeah. I, I mean, I could try. You could do. I I like your version of. I I would an eye of the tiger would be funny. Like a new. Oh, like, do another bit, Rocky. Another and then Rocky we'll, what we'll do is we'll play it with like a Rocky montage, and then we'll just see. <laughs> it, like that would be great. And then we'll okay. see if you can like you know if you could work it into a boxing thing. That'd be really funny. And feel free to make fun of Stallone. All right. Are right. <laughs> we doing we'll Rocky you... three specifically? Should I take? A, I'll, I'll find a specific. Uh, uh, well, apparently Rocky it was montage. in Rocky three. Played way more than I thought, and then in Rocky four as well. All right. So uh, I'll find a montage and I'll, I'll write right. a song. I'm going to watch it though, just to see where it's playing. Now I remember <laughs> it kind of playing, but you know, but but it, the full song is played at the end. That's that I do know because yep. there's no way you can play the full song three times. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> Ghostbusters probably plays a bunch of times in the movie Ghostbusters, right? It does. It does. It was in the, the remember middle how of the movie, times. I think. And apparently, and then, uh, if you, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, don't know, I think it was just. The, I think it was maybe twice there, and then probably the end, end of the movie. Yeah, I also heard if you go see Ray Parker Jr. live, he plays it like six times. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like uh, it up. I knew somebody that saw him live, and they said, "Yeah, he kept just kept playing it." It was like, "Dude, you gotta stop." I just like tired uh, of no ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say it's like uh, Tim Cabello from uh, uh, the the Lost Boys oh, yes. singer. Well, I still believe. <laughs> yeah, he does that, and Neil Diamond apparently plays Sweet Caroline like four times, like at a show. Like it's just wow. right, you get your <laughs> thing, you true. get what got you there, and then you just I, keep playing it. I I worked with Neil Diamond. He does not do Sweet Caroline four times. <laughs> <at a show. laughs> 
<laughs> he does. He I does. bet he does it twice. He does. You know it who? You know, I did a show. You, you remember Comedy on the Stars, Dustin? Yes, okay. I remember it. So when we first did it, the very first time, it, you know, the comedy was put in between some music acts, and closing the show was Rob Bass. Okay, mm. he opened and closed with the same song. It takes two. That was his big hit. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah. So I, it's, yeah, I seriously, somebody told me that they did went to Neil Diamond concert and he played it more than once. Sweet Caroline. Why? He has such a deep catalog of music. I was just telling you what I heard. Wow. It's, uh, cool. All right. So we'll get to my song and then we'll wrap it up. Um, and then we'll do children's songs and all that next week. So uh, to, to Top Gun, which is great film. Uh, the original <laughs> Top Gun, I think, is uh, exceptional soundtrack. It's got a lot of good stuff. It's got Berlin. It's, uh, you know, Danger Zone. Uh, why can't I blinking on his name? Uh, Kenny, Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. That was my first time I saw a comedian was Kenny Loggins. It was um, Mario Joyner was opening for him. And oh, we, wow. uh, he was we got big. tickets when I was a little kid, radio thing or something. And I saw, saw I, first time I saw a guy do stand up. It was great. And uh, yeah, Kenny Loggins. Uh, so yeah, it's it's hard to kind of, you know, recreate the thing. What One thing that was great about the new Top Gun Maverick movie is uh, they played Danger Zone, which I thought was really cool. The whole movie is kind of a throwback to the original, and they give it's like it's like a fan movie, you know. They give back to what you liked about the original. They're not trying to reboot it in some sort of woke direction or make it anything else, but you know, a Top Gun movie. And so I thought this was a really good movie. I enjoyed it. I saw it in the theater, the Chinese theater, a huge IMAX. It was so fun, and uh, one of the big songs. Uh, of the movie is Hold My Hand, Lady Gaga. Uh, it's a very just kind of anthem song by Lady Gaga. It's she, uh, somebody said it's a love letter to the world during and after a very hard time. Benjamin Rice, I guess, uh, part of the credits they talk about that. My, um, Hold My Hand is uh, it's a hopeful track, you know, it has this like uh, amazing chorus and uh, like electric guitar. And it's like it feels like a movie song. Like it just gets it, it works perfect with Jets. She's she's great in this um, song. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's just a great movie mo movie song. And it really kind of goes with the uh, the energy of the film. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a great one. Jeff, you seem like you like this song. Uh, I did. I, I like I got to tell you, I, I liked Maverick a lot more than I thought I was going to to as well. Um, I liked it probably better than the original because uh, the original, there, there were certain scenes and characters that took me out of the movie that like in no, in real life, this would never happen. Um, but I, what I liked about the movie was just like how there was no like real message. It was just, you know, it checked one box, entertainment. Let's just let's just have yeah. a good time with it. And it was it was a, it was a perfect uh, movie. And I thought this was a nice song to go along with it. Really complimented the movie. Did, I'm just curious. Did she write the song first, or did she write the song for the movie? Like was she commissioned to I think do? She it? wrote the song for the film. Yeah. Yeah, and she nailed it. Then she she hit it right on the head. You know, this song goes very nicely with this movie. Very cool. Uh, Anthony, this this song make you want to join the Air Force? <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this: <laughs> I have never seen the Top Gun movies. Oh my gosh, what is wrong? Did you see Maverick? How I do you see Ghostbusters and not see Top Gun? Come on! <laughs> I never saw. I never saw the first one. I didn't see Maverick. Um, okay. So you have no clue what this song is even. No idea. To. But no just idea. based on the song, you know, I don't. I don't have anything against Lady Gaga, but I don't listen to her music. 
in general. I don't either, really. I just wanted to pick something that wasn't from the 80s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, you know, I thought it was fine. Are you not a little monster or anything? I'm not not a monster. Uh, It was fine, but it it didn't really um, speak to me. Well, I don't think it's supposed to speak to you, um, yeah, especially yeah, if you're not seeing the movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, <laughs> it's supposed to speak to the genre of this film, which is, you know, airplanes and like a guy getting older and kind of passing it on to the next generation. And like, you know, it's just there's a lot, you know, a lot of motion going on with it. And I think that's kind of what the song is supposed to kind of capture. Yeah, but I like Lady Gaga. I think she's uh, she's pop, but at the same time, she's punk rock, man. Like she's wearing oh, yeah. meat, meat dresses and like yeah. going against the grain and like, you know, so I, I like what she does. And I think she's very talented. Like she's very versatile. She yeah. could do anything, man, with that voice of hers. And she plays piano and she's like writes her yeah. songs. I'm a big yeah, fan of her. Really? I think this song was like, OK, we want you to do a song for a movie. And so I think she probably just did it like, you know, you're supposed to do a song for a movie. Did not not maybe not like Prince who's Prince is probably like, I'm going to do Prince where I think she was like, I'm going to do something that's appropriate for this. And so that's what yeah. it felt like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she, she kind of ripped off a Madonna song. Yeah, with one of, of her she songs. She, yeah, uh, she, um, Express uh, yourself. Right? I yeah, forget which. Yeah. And born this way are the same song. But I, I also, mean, I have yeah. read, I think this is true that she has said that a lot of, because you can't, um, you can't get sued for taking a chord progression. It's only like riffs and melodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that on one of her early albums, she uh, took a bunch of chord progressions from that uh, Ace of Bass album. Mm. That was really oh, big. That's a great and, album. And Sounds like, like a genius on, to on me. The, she made yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you know She's clearly, clearly inspired by Madonna. Oh, I mean, yeah. Of course. But Madonna's, you know, inspired no, no, by. I'm not, I'm not yeah. judging it. No, I'm, I'm not just saying, saying that's wrong. what happens. Like pop, I think pop is very limited when it becomes originality. You know, it's just like, it's just, you know, it's a very tight space. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people like Britney Spears and, you know, it's all kind of the same kind of stuff. You know, originality does not sell. <laughs> exactly. But Madonna, Madonna gave uh, Lady Gaga a little shit over that. Yeah, she did, and then she but kissed she didn't Britney sue her. Spears. You know who's stealing no. her shit too. So you know it's all the same. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but um, I mean, Madonna stole too. She just stole from like cultures, and like Vogue was like a a thing that was happening in the black scene in New York, and like she kind of just thing. ripped that yeah. off in the gay yeah. scene. Like, yeah, it's like you know she she took stuff too. You know, Marilyn Monroe's vibe, and you know, like she she was everybody's picking and choosing, but they're all inspired by somebody. Yeah, I think yeah. I think with like, in particular Vogue, I think what she was doing. I mean, she always had a big gay following. I think it was kind of like her homage to to the gay scene. I mean, Voguing was came out of the ball scene, you know. With, with, I get it. Kind yeah, of, you know. May, so I don't know. If she Lady really Gaga was doing a tribute to Madonna. You know, like we don't. You know, it's like you say homage, some say rip off. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. So, <laughs> I think I think that's what it means in French. <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Adam? You seem like a big Gaga goo goo. Gaga goo goo. I mean, I like her music. I uh, I don't really like her movie music. I didn't really like uh, any of the stuff off of Star Is Born, and uh, I mean, I, this I song just songs, wasn't. And, and this song just didn't. Uh, it's just not my kind of song. I mean, I 
I think it's like you're saying before, it's a, it just feels like a throwback. It feels like a throwback to, and it feels like a movie song. If it just has that feel to it and it, it feels yeah. like something that would have been on maybe the bodyguard or something from the eighties or nineties. <laughs> but, um, well, the, well, that's, song, but that's what this bodyguard. film is. This film is very retro in a lot of ways. And, and the, the video is great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen it. That's the thing too. Yeah. I think if I saw, if oh, I wow. saw Maverick, if I saw Maverick, uh, I saw the first Top Gun. If I saw Maverick, um, you know, I'd you probably guys? have better context. I, I wanted to see it in IMAX. That was the thing. Everybody was saying, you yeah. got to go see it in the biggest screen possible. Yeah. I completely missed it. And then yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch it on the back of an airplane seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was made for the big screen. It, it, was. Really, yeah. it really has some of the best air scenes you're ever going to see in a movie. Steven Spielberg went up to uh, Tom Cruise at like one of these award shows. He's like, you saved, you know, modern cinema, like people oh, like, yeah. that actually, you know, go to movies and see them in the theater and stuff. Because it was like, it was such a movie experience. It was great. Absolutely. Very cool. All right, guys. So uh, next week we're going to, Anthony's going to do a song for a Rocky montage and uh, <laughs> we're going to see how that works out. And then we're going to do our favorite children's show theme songs. That's, the shows keep getting better and better. Uh, so please follow <laughs> and we, us and uh, on YouTube and all that fun stuff. And thank you, Comedy Hub, for having us. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Woo! I'm going to go out and fight somebody now. <laughs> they played it three times in the movie. That's just crazy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs>